What's going on, everyone? It is your shaman, your sister in spirit, and your friend, Alicia Dunlopy here. And I am back with Devin. And we're going to be talking about um, some tools to really get into an embodied practice. So, Devin, talk to the hey people. Guys. Hey, guys. So if you listen to part one, you know, you've gotten some taste of like, just like perspectives and feelings like around having an embodied practice and like maybe things that might come up while you're having one. Um, but let's like, not to have bullet points, but like, let's just like talk a few of those things out and then how to find flow and kind of navigate because my embodied practice changes all the time. Um, so like, let's keep it simple. Let's not even talk about the body completely yet and talk about ways that maybe we could just bring this in that like we can do every day. Um, one of my favorite ways to have an embodied practice is having bath ritual. Um, it has been an anchor for me to get in my body and just to feel good. Um, and like taking that time out to really care about this self-care, uh, not just like, Oh, I'm just going to take a bath with bubbles. Like that's the start of it. And it can be that, but like the intention behind doing these things. So side note, let's think about like mindfulness a little bit, mindfulness and embodied living are just like, they're just, you know, two peas in a pod because like, you know, meditation and yoga is good. Why? Because it helps us, like we said before, being in your body in the present moment. Um, and it kind of makes life magical when you're really present with it and you're not just like going through the motions. So when I talk about a bath ritual and it not just being bubble bath put in, and I was like, well, actually it can just be that because like, if all you have is bubble bath at your house, you don't need this whole big thing. You know, you can intentionally clean the tub out so it's completely clean maybe you have natural cleaner even better because then you're working like with plants and then you have you know okay now I'm gonna let that kind of air out maybe I have sage maybe you don't maybe I want to sage the bathroom before having this intention and having these like this is the ritual of doing this thing um it creates magic in our life and having this deep intention of caring enough to take care of ourselves that way. I'm a mother. Uh, I think a lot of people who are caretakers in general, we don't really take care of ourselves all the way. And the biggest thing for my confidence and feeling good about myself has been really taking the time out to take care of me. So like we already take showers, we already take baths, you know, we already are probably cooking. So like, how can we look at these things and embody these things that we have to do every day. That's like the first great way to start practicing it. Being intentional about how you put, even just watching yourself put the bubble bath in. It doesn't have to be like, I put a prayer on my, um, in the water. That'd be great if you did. You don't need the crystals floating in. You don't need all of that. It can really just be the intention of, now I'm stepping my feet and feeling the sensation of stepping the feet into the water and submerging the body. Um, and just seeing what comes up and like how you feel that is being embodied. And it's something that you're already doing. Um, if you like to put ritual around it, it can be with this intention of like cleansing, you know, your energy field, the, all the stuff that you took in from the day to really just kind of purify and be like a clean version of you, you know, that's like a nice 
way to like look at it. Um, the love and attention that you put into cooking can be an embodied practice. You know, it half the time I'm just throwing nuggets in the oven, but you know, when I take the time to like cook the sauce and this stuff takes freaking four hours, those are my favorite days because it's, I'm doing something that I had to do that I should be doing, um, to have something like healthier in the house or whatever. So there's love and care there. It's like, well, maybe I don't feel like cooking right now. Maybe I don't feel like washing these fucking dishes right now, but I'm doing it for me and I'm going to be present with it. And how can I shift my mind out of hating this task into like really loving it? You know, um, that goes for like folding clothes and dishes. I love just chopping things up, smelling things, feeling the textures that's being embodied. It's, and that's being sensual. Like we talk a lot about like, I, I I've talked a lot about sensuality versus sexuality because I was so sick of being sensual and people sexualizing it. And I'm like, but even if I'm being sexy or if I'm oozing this sensual, like sacral chakra energy, it's not like dirty and it's not like for you either. So it's like, you know, um, it's just an expression, but these are expressions. That's why, you know, certain foods are aphrodisiacs and like we get triggered by smells in one way or the other, like it, it can bring up a response in our body, you know, when we're eating a strawberry, are we really eating that? Are we feeling the texture of the little hairs and the seeds? And is it a little sour? Is it a little sweet today? Um, you know, all of those things like that's being embodied. It's just experiencing life. It can be as simple as that. When we talk about tools to be more mindful, it helps those tools definitely help us do things like the bath ritual and the, and the cooking and, and whatnot. I didn't do those things before I had the other, but I didn't need the other to do those things. I just didn't know yet. I just wasn't as awake to it yet. Um, tools, you know, yoga, meditation, breath, this stuff can be done at home. Um, and like, as we said in the first part, it's all about experiencing what's going on in the body. So are you doing yoga to exercise or to be more flexible or for an aesthetic? Um, that All those things are okay. Cause I do that too sometimes. Right. And I'm embodying that experience. That's embodying that experience. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, um, but there's some other things that tend to come up and things that we need to look at. Um, and that's when it gets like a little more spiritual and we're able to like start to learn those lessons and use them in the world. So like meditation, taking a breath work class is great. Um, you know, yoga, but like going to the gym is an embodiment practice. Don't think you're not spiritual because you're going to the gym and moving your body. You need to move your body to move energy through period. So it's like, you know, it's about how you're doing it. It's not what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. Same thing with the bath. How aware, how conscious are you being to immerse yourself completely in this moment and in this thing? You know, journaling is great. Like all these things are great to do. Tai Chi, dancing, but like, as we said, like me and Alicia going out and, and going dancing, that's an embodiment practice. Maybe it's something she wouldn't have normally wanted to do or felt like comfortable doing, but she wants to embody that piece of herself. So she knew who to call <laughs> to go <laughs> and do it though, you know? Yeah. Um, just like for me, when I want to embody 
if I'm not going out and hiking and connecting with nature and it's something that I need to be doing, I know to call Kara, you know, like get me outside because I'm, I'm not getting outside, you know? Um, just like, I hope that someone, when it comes to like, kind of getting a little freer and just getting in that, I hope they would know that they can call me to go and, and do it, you know? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the carbs because I think that tarot in some ways has, I've always, okay. I'm like, if everybody quote unquote, this voice in my head, if everybody can't take me like this, like I'm pretty woo over here with my little candle rituals and like all the shit that I be doing. And, you know, I want to express those things. And I think even with tarot, when I first started reading them, I, you know, it is intuitive and the way that I do it is intuitive. Um, but Tarot is all about archetype embodiment. It's like every picture on each of these cards, it's either this big soul, like the major arcana, it's this like a big soul journey that we all go through. And the minor is stuff that we all also go through, but they're like the smaller, more more like subtle energies and experiences of the human experience. So when we get a tarot reading or we're reading our own tarot, it's like, how do these cards have a language with a language with each other? How does this apply to my life? You know, how do I embody the the high priestess? How do I embody the emperor? You know, just like being in different zodiac seasons and embodying the energy that we're in. Like we're in Capricorn season, baby. You know, I might be all fiery and stuff, but I am, I've been napping. I don't want to do shit. And, but that, but that's also because my Taurus moon is also earth. And it's like, yeah. Like, I really like to relax. So it's like, but, you know, there's also like, I got to get this money. I got to make sure my structure's right. I'm feeling that pressure. Like January 1st is in, in you know, Capricorn season when it's like they, Capricorns like to hustle. So it's like we get these subtle energies kind of, you know, this is maybe getting a little woo, but we can, I like to embody the Zodiac through the entire year. I've been doing it for years mm-hmm. and I've been using um, the tarot as like, where am I right now? What do I need to embody right now? You know, when I have going through a, like a underground journey experience in life, and that's my embodiment in that time, whether I like it or not, like, it's like, you're either going to go with this or it's going to be a lot more conflict in resistance and my energy feeling bad and sick. But when I kept pulling freaking tower card for three months straight in the hermit card, it was like, bitch, if you don't just take care of yourself, and move through this dark night of the soul, like you need to do this. And like, it's just so crazy how beautiful like tarot can be used as an anchor of like, what do I need to be embodying? What is God? What is source? What is the universe? My guides are like, trying to give me some tips here, (laughs) you know, how can I do that? So it can literally be as, as simple and as 3D as the things that we're doing in our everyday life. And then it you know, it, it can expand and grow. It can roll up the chakras and mm-hmm. go all the way up to like, I'm connecting with the stars and the moon. And like, this is the energy of this moon. And how do I embody that? And sometimes I don't know how. Sometimes being embodied is just being open to what's going to come through. How many times it's been like Mer- a while ago, like not this Mercury retrograde that we're in, the one previously. I am on, I'm doing like a weekend energy report on Instagram, reading the cards for the weekend. I'm, I'm applying the fact that it's Mercury retrograde and then starts on a Friday, 
full moon on a Saturday or like Thursday, Friday. It was something like that. And then I just go out into the world, like one year out the other. And then I wake up on like Saturday or Sunday and just like allowing all of the energy of what happened to settle and the embodiment of like what the card said of it being Mercury retrograde, like the, the things that transpired in my life, because I'm aware and I'm noticing how I'm feeling while these things are happening, I see the lesson very clearly. And I'm like, whoo, I forgot that part of me even existed. Whoa. <laughs> And I don't like, I think it's kind of ugly. I think she's not like that lovable. I'm like, you needy little bitch. <laughs> like being honest, like, you know, right. and I was like, oh, there she is. But then I was like, what, well, what does she need? Cause I've been doing this embodiment work for all of this time. It's like, she, she needs something. And like, how do I give it to her? Or maybe like setting boundaries with the wrong people to give it to me so that the right people can, you know, like there's, but I wouldn't know how to navigate any of this shit if I yeah. wasn't embodying my life, being mindful, journaling, moving, breathing, grounding outside, you know, having the right community, um, not having the right community, you know, <laughs> both, you know, it's just, yeah, I feel like I... So that's like why you have to like go with the flow. Okay. I'm like, how do I bring that back around to the list? So that's my experiences. It changes. I haven't had a consistent physical yoga practice in a long time. I have a lot of stuff wrong with my back and my hips. And if I'm not going to the chiropractor consistently, like I need a balance of things or it actually doesn't feel super good to be doing yoga four or five times a week. Some people, that's what they need right now. It's not what I need. Um, you know, I've done some advanced uh, training. I haven't finished it because I just wanted a break. But like I went into like deep student mode and that was me embodying my yoga practice was the educa educational side of it. So it's like we can embody different things different ways. I can paint instead of writing. I can write instead of paint. I can take a picture instead of doing either of those things to express my art. Why can't the way we, why can't embodiment be the same way? It is the same way. Things are meant to be best expressed in different manners. So our embodiment practice is always going to change based on how we feel, based on what's happening to us. And if you're, and if you're with the shits based on the moon and what's going on with the planets and, you know, even if it's a subtle energy, it still affects us and how we're navigating our human experience. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. So accurate. And like, as you were saying all that, it just does like, for those of you that aren't super familiar with yoga and like for all of you that might be extremely familiar with yoga, like know that yoga was like a, a super important part of my life but like I didn't become a master of it because that just wasn't my journey but like okay so for those of you that don't know much about yoga yoga is just is not just an asana practice or just a meditation practice okay like there are like multiple like limbs there are multiple expressions of yoga and you go into like jananda yoga which is like the education and the intellectual you know, side, there is the asana practice, which is like the movement practice, you do have your meditation, mm -hmm. you do have your, um, like, uh, whenever, okay, so whenever I went to learn yoga, it was like, we woke up, we did our um, mantras, our mantras, so we like, did our mantras, so our prayer, 
a prayer can be an embodiment practice. Uh-huh. Hatha yoga, which was like a very gentle movement, can be an embodiment practice. Um, then we went into like Ayurveda and we had to like learn about the body. So education can be an embodiment practice. Then we did like a whole um, Ashtanga thing. So that was a whole embodiment practice. Then we had to do karma yoga, which was like cleaning the facility that we were in. That was a whole embodiment practice. And we also had in the morning, uh, oh, we did breath work. So then that was like breathing is an embodiment practice. Mm-hmm. And then we did a cleansing. So we had to do like the, mm-hmm. the netties. It's that like was some, an embodiment there is practice. like number one in yoga. You got to care yeah. about yourself and care for yourself and your temple. Yeah. How can, how can we feel these energies moving through us? And like you're cleaning literally the space, the inside, all of this is just kind of like purification. So you can like kind of live out the human experience the best, the best way, like, you know, optimize, like in the optimal yeah, way. Optimize. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I love how Devin kind of like hit, like she talked about food and eating, right? She talked about like how an embodiment practice in food, like cooking and bathing and cleansing and movement and breath and mindfulness. Like these are all things that, um, like, I'm not saying like that yoga taught us, right? But when we are super connected with ourselves, then we find out that there is a flow that mm. that kind of comes in. And asana practice is not going to be, it's not, it, 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 especially when it comes to like, I'm doing up, down, down, dog. No, yep. for me, it went from doing a yoga practice that was super important, specifically yoga-based movement, right? Yoga-inspired movement to now the movement that inspires me the most is dancing and walking. Like yep. that feels so good to me. I genuinely enjoy it. Um, and that was really hard because there's a part of my psyche that's like, no, you're not exercising unless you're doing your yoga practice because that's what you did for three years of your life. Yep. You know, or you're not doing a healthy movement practice because you're not going to the gym, which is what you've done majority of your life, you know, and now it's Wait. like, okay, I'm different, you know, mm-hmm. and now it's time for me to accept what actually feels good to me and to go ahead and work through that and do that and own it and be unapologetic about it. And just like, yep. and, and if I want to do something else, then I can do something else, but yep. I have to be willing to continue to show up in that discomfort in inspired action and just do it, you know, no matter what kind of restriction, shame, guilt, fear, discomfort is coming up in my body, just being like, okay, can I breathe? Can I push past this? Can I just, can I just play, you know, and see what happens? And I think like when we brought up like the food aspect of that too, like this is just like gnawing at me a little bit of like embodiment also just kind of being a choice of like, um, you know, like, yeah, Ayurvedic eating and this and that, and, you know, diet, it's such like a hot topic. And a, we're talking about yoga and purifying and food, like food, but also being mindful and being embodied. It's like when you want to like, maybe binge eat one night, like you telling yourself you can't is what's making you out of control when you do. So it's right. like, could we open up to the full experience of, but what if maybe it's like not best for my body, but something about this is pacifying not to say you can't ever do it or you should always do it, but like even that of like just listening, like maybe this will like maybe mac and cheese smooths, soothes me right now. Like when I make red sauce, it is soothing to me eating all of the bread with it. And like all of that might not be or Christmas cookies. Like I put on my story. I was like, I, I'm 
I feel evil right now. And like, I was like joking about it, but like straight up when I, after Christmas, my mom makes all these cookies. I'm eating Christmas cookies for days. I won't even eat real food. I'll wake up and I just drink coffee and just start eating them. And that's my day of cookies. And then I feel like shit, <laughs> but I'm like, I, but there's something so like satisfying about the, mo- like I'm being present with it. Like this mm-hmm. is a conscious choice you know like and that's still okay too and I think like the yoga it's like all of this stuff these tools like you don't always have to um lean into embodiment to purify your vessel so you have this optimized living it can also to be extremely human and be like this is where I'm at today you know yeah my house is a wreck I should be uh cleaning that's always my big wine there's I'll always be cleaning but like being like, it looks so bad. If I were to lay around and do nothing today, I'm like worthless, like is what my brain is telling me, but saying, you know what, but like, I really want to lay around all day. This isn't the worst thing to be doing. It's okay. My house is lived in. I have a five-year-old. We're both creative types. Things are, there's crayons and markers and crafts, like all over this place, you know, on the floor, in the couch, on the couch, written on the couch. I mean, it is just, it's just free for all creativity here. And it comes with mess and it's like, okay, you know, and just allowing myself to rest and not, you know, that's an embodied practice of saying like, just because something is telling me this isn't the right embodiment right now, but my body wants this. Can I really listen to my body and let myself rest? Even if a part of me wants to say no and shame myself. And then what happens? I usually end up being I usually have one or two days a week where I am insanely productive, insanely. And then I can just rest and enjoy and live in the flow of life. So it's like, is it wrong then? Because it's like not a nine to five or I'm not doing things the way like we were taught to do. We just circled all the way back around to that box (laughs) that we talked about in the beginning of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like the whole embodiment practice is a, is a journey. Like, I think yep. that's the real thing. It's like you, it's a journey back to yourself and unapologetically, courageously, like listening to yourself, hearing yourself, seeing yourself. It's so healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's really wild. And the last thing that I just wa- I wanted to, to offer everyone yep. is like my tool of embodiment, which uh, it's one that I use. Um, but it's one that I'm feeling called to practice right now again, which is gentleness. Hmm. So for me, gentleness is about like, even as I'm sitting here, like, how can I sit more gently? And then I realize where I'm holding a lot of tension in my body. Mm, yeah. How can I talk more gently, you know, so that way I'm not talking so loud and like using up so much energy. Like sometimes I feel like whenever I am in, um, fight or flight mode when I'm in go 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 mode when I'm in I'm trying to prove something or be something outside of myself um I can kind of get this tension and speed and and um yeah speed about me Mm -hmm. um when I ask myself like when I use when I say the word gentle it's like how can I talk to myself more gently like you're being a little hard like how can you slow down you you know so how can you wash the dishes more gently how can you cut your food more gently it's not 
slowing me down by any means, but what it's inviting is a certain level of mindfulness. Sometimes I think the word mindfulness can be super triggering to me because I'm such a thinker. So mindful makes me think that I need to think again or think more into what I'm already thinking about. Yeah. Use the word gentle. It is the same vibration or energy as mindfulness because what I'm asking myself to do is like actually be present with what I'm doing. So like Mm. do it softer, maybe do it a little slower. Like when I'm cutting a lemon, do I feel, can I feel the knife going into the lemon? Can I smell the, the essence, like the smells coming off of terpenes? That's a care word, right? (laughs) Coming off of the lemon, you know, can I, um, can I just be more engaged with my life through the modality of gentleness and um I, I love when I do that now like as I said that and did that I can actually feel how buzzy I've been throughout this and through the sitting with you and like sitting in this process yeah. um so yeah that's the that's the that's the tool I wanted to share yeah I love that I love looking at it as gentleness because like getting in that for it is the same as mindfulness when you get into that frequency and really feel that that's, and then it's wild. Cause it's like, Oh, when I'm gentle, everything really does come alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Oh, I was so blocked off and so rigid that I would, Oh, I got to hurry up and cut this lemon. Wouldn't have noticed any of that versus like, you know, or eating a strawberry and it's like, you know, the experience or an orange, like, or any food. I just love citrus, I guess. (laughs) I love uh, eating grapefruit like that. Yeah. Just taking the time and like savoring it's, you have to take the time you have to soften and you have to be gentle to really get there. And, you know, it's like how you can't even my, like my ADHD was like, have, like, as soon as I heard myself say it, like, you have to do this to get there. But then that even that language around that, it's like, isn't necessarily gentle. It feels like, well, I have to do this. Like, it would be nice if you did to to, to get into that frequency. Yeah, know? something to play with. You want to, if you're interested in playing with something or, you know, trying something, it's an opportunity. It's a possibility. It's a, you know, an invitation to it's a. My Gemini, it's like, let me think of more ways to say this one concept. Like there are a million ways to say this one thing for, you know, to tap into the vibe of it. But yeah, I love that. Is there, are there any final messages that you would love to share um, in terms of tools before we wrap up today? I don't know. I feel like we, we really, um, we really did good with talking about everything about that, you know? I agree. I think anything else would just be opening up a new can of worms. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, Devin. Of course. Thank you for asking me. I just I love this chat. I'm so excited to share it with uh with anyone and everyone that finds it. And uh I just love you so much. Thank you for being you. Like I really appreciate who you are and who you live out to be. And um, you just do it so well. And it really does inspire me in ways that I can't even, I really can't even begin to describe. Like, I, I think that if you wouldn't have been in my life, I don't think that I would be the force that I'm discovering that I am. 
today. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't love myself to the capacity that I love myself without you um, loving yourself to the capacity that you love yourself. Like witnessing you has been so healing for me. And uh, I'm just so honored to be a part of your process and yeah, to be in your life. Oh, that was intense love. So I'm a little, (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) You know, I love you so much. I'm always pouring it out on you. Yeah, so you know, know. I do know, know, and I'm so grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, everyone. Well, again, um, all of Devin's information is going to be down in the description box below. So feel free to connect to watch her live her life out in her creative way. Um, Her her life really is a piece of art, and um, I hope that you all get to witness it and love her and learn from her embodiment as much as I have. And um, please like, comment, subscribe, share it with some friends, you know. Um, Yeah, leave some comments. Like, what are some of your favorite things that you heard? Um, What are some of the things that you're going, that you feel like you want to to apply to your life? And maybe even, I would love to hear what are some embodiment practices that you do as well, right? There's a huge list. And for those who are looking to try something new or to get a little out of their comfort zone, I would love to to see some of the things that you do. I would love to try them. So uh, please feel free to engage and be a part of it. So let's go. (laughs) Woohoo! (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.